I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. You're probably listening to this podcast because you're trying to figure out how to do all the things and do them well as a mom. And today's episode is perfect for you. I have an amazing guest, Jen Rafferty, who is the founder of Empowered Educator. And she has amazing insight for us today in how to approach this concept of work-life balance, which little side note preview, there's a much better word for balance that you're going to hear today that completely changes the way you think about this. So stay tuned for that. But we are going to look at this through the lens of what we're teaching our kids through how we're living our life. And this quote unquote balance we're trying to get, which really involves a lot of hustling. And what's that showing? So let's dive right into this and help you guys figure out how to get through it all. Let's go. All right. Welcome everyone to the podcast. We have a super important topic today that everyone needs to hear something we're all trying to figure out this whole concept of work-life balance. And I brought on a fantastic guest with us. Jen is going to share some really helpful insight in how to really like correct our view of what this is and just kind of evaluate where, where we are in this subject matter. And really the key factor here is what we're teaching our kids by how we view this work-life balance. So Before we get into all the good stuff, let me give her a chance to introduce herself. So tell us your name and a little about you. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Julie. And I am just really excited to have this conversation too. So yeah, I'm Jen Rafferty. I am an author, educator, mom of two, TEDx speaker, and founder of my company, Empowered Educator, which provides professional development for educators in all sorts of ways, including parents that really focus on the social and emotional well-being of all of the adults in kids' lives. You know, we spend a whole lot of time focusing on kids, which is amazing. They need us. But what they really need from us is for us to be our best selves. And unfortunately, no one's ever really taught us how to do that. And I don't know that it has been a value (laughs) of our society up until this point. And now we're really trying to shift the narrative to a place where we know that the most generous thing we can do for our kids is take care of ourselves. Yeah. You guys, I feel like this is here on the podcast. It's been a trend recently, but just understanding our job as moms and parents is to teach our kids and this keeps coming up. And so I love that Jen comes from the education background. So if I've got any teacher moms on here, you guys just prefacing, go to the show notes so you can go follow her. She has some amazing insights and resources for you. Um, But yeah, I just love, especially that you're in the heart of seeing how kids are impacted all the time and in the educator space and just the importance of being that role model. Um, And so I really want to go into just kind of assessing where, where we are right now with this pursuit of work life balance that we're all trying to get and that battle of being with our kids and quality time with our kids and teaching them things, but also working or home life and just juggling it all. And right now, what that looks like is a lot of guilt, (laughs) A, and a lot of just rushed 
lifestyle where we're just working constantly, we're running kids to a million activities. And this is just kind of, it seems like this is normal. Like this is just what you do as a parent. So I'd love for you to just kind of dive into that a little and like how that, what that's showing our kids. Sure. So just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. And I need to actually make that very, very clear because that's essentially what's going to be passed on to our kids, that this common theme of hustle, pressure, depletion, burnout is what they see. And so they're like, oh, this is what adulting is. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's kind of a raw deal right now. This is not something really any of us want to subscribe to, but we never have been told or taught that there are other choices. So first, I think it's really important that you take a look and really reflect on your definition of success. What does success actually mean to you? And as a a, straight A student growing up, I did really well in my career. I was also a a music teacher and a performer. So being on stage had a, a level of success that was very external for me, right? How many A's did I get? How many awards did I get? How many scholarships did I get? How much applause did I get at the end of my performance? How many good jobs, Jens, did did I receive? And so my success at that point, up until you know I started doing this work, was was always validated in some external way. It always had to do with whether or not somebody else understood my value and my worth by either showing me or telling me or giving me something. So what does that mean? That means that I could never feel worthy or valuable on my own without relying on any external things. So I can only feel as good or as bad or as successful or as unsuccessful as the last perceived good or bad thing that happened to me. And that is a complete abdication of power. But that's also what we've been taught, especially and explicitly in school. Successful students, what do you think of? Straight A's, right? I mean, (laughs) successful students, AP classes, successful students getting into Harvard, Yale, and Brown. I mean, this is what we're told. And if you're anything other than that, well, (laughs) good luck. So right from the start, we are put into this place of comparison, not just to our peers, but to and, and societal expectations. But now the added layer of social media. So we're constantly not feeling good enough or smart enough or if we have it all together, which is what drives us to lead and parent from a place of guilt and shame because we just don't ever feel like we're enough. So that's kind of why we are where we are right now. But we're not there forever if if you don't want to be. It's so eye-opening to just flip the lens on this. Cause I feel like we're always, it's eye opening to see why we're striving to do more and more and more. Like when you look at all of these factors, like that's why we feel like we have to run them to a million activities and why we have to work and hustle like crazy. But to be able to flip it and say, what is that teaching your kids of what adulthood looks like? Like for me, when we had talked previously and, and just thinking about the subject, and I love this angle that you bring to it because I feel like that's the, you know, talk about your kids and that gets your attention and you're like, whoa. And I feel like going from that angle, it's like, whoa, this isn't just affecting me as like that whole sacrificial thing that moms do all the time that feel like we have to be last and all of that. 
but to put it with the lens of our kids and being like, oh, this is what I'm teaching them to do. And if this doesn't feel good for me, like why would I want to teach my kids? This is, yeah, guys, this is what you grow up and and do. You hustle like crazy and you burn out and. And then you die. Like that's, you know, like that's, that's the story that we're subscribing to and then telling our kids, you know, and, and I don't think that that is accurate. And you're selling yourself short and you're selling your future short. And, and that's the thing. The, the business that I'm really in is generational change. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, especially, that's actually the business that you're in too, right? We're not just having mm-hmm. kids to just keep things the way they are. We're having kids, you know, to, to sustain a new world that we're not going to see. And it's not going to happen if we're continuing to repeat the patterns that are not actually serving us. And I think part of that is a story that we've been fed too. And this is part of what I talked about even on my TED Talk was, you know, people call it moms, especially and, and teachers, superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you're a superhero. And it's it's disguised as this compliment. But what's really happening is when we say that you're a superhero, well, then we just get to pile on all this stuff because you're going to take it because look at you go. You can do yeah. everything and look good. Yeah. You are such a superhero. Meanwhile... When we do take a look at that narrative, it becomes very dangerous because then that starts to justify all of the chaos and the busyness. Because if you're a superhero, you could just take it. And we're not. We are very much human and we have to start from a place of humanness. Yeah, it's always those sneaky compliments and things that we wear as a badge of honor. Like, yes, we have to look like we're doing it all and doing all the Pinterest worthy, Instagram worthy lifestyle moments and our kids and everything. And, and yeah, what are we left with in the quiet moment at the end of the day? Like, do you really feel a super mom? I don't right. know. And that I think is about d- redefining your, y- the definition of success. You know, yeah. for, for me, like I should a point recently, it was all of these external things. Now, the way that I measure my own success is you know, being able to feel the way I want to feel for as many hours of the day as possible. Period. That's how I interact with my kids. That's how I interact with the people that I work with. That's how I run my business. I mean, I want to feel joyful. I want to feel connected. I want to feel calm. And so all of my decisions come from, well, how am I going to feel one or or all three of those things? And then I do that. And when, you know, I also don't want to give the wrong impression that I'm like floating around a cloud singing Kumbaya my entire day. That's that's (laughs) not what happens. I live in this world and life gets lifey. But when life gets lifey, I then start to navigate through that from a place of how do I want to feel? How do I want to show up? Because you have no control over the things that happen outside of you, but you are 100% responsible for how you show up. Yeah, that's huge. And just in teaching your kids to make those decisions too, as well of how they're learning, how they want to show up. So I would love for you though, because I didn't want to steal your thunder on this word because I love your word. I've been saying balance, but would you give us your better definition of the work-life balance? Yes, sure. (laughs) And yeah, it's uh, go ahead, say it because it's important that we own this and we again shift this narrative that this idea of work-life balance always drove me crazy. Even saying it now, I still feel tension in my chest when I, when I say work-life balance. Because what comes up for me is, is ridiculous imagery of, you know, juggling balls or balancing spinning plates. And that 
in of itself is very stressful, right? Because mm-hmm. when you drop something, everything falls, everything's out of balance, and the world falls apart. So in shifting our language a little bit about this to this idea of work-life blend, all of a sudden there's this fluidity that happens where as sometimes your work is going to require more of your time, energy, and attention, and that's fine. Sometimes your family is going to require more time, energy, and attention. And sometimes you are going to give yourself more time, energy, and attention. And we're not balancing anything. It's just this beautiful, fluid blending of places in which we exist. So it it creates more, I think, autonomy for us to make choices without feeling the guilt and the shame of potentially dropping something and everything falling apart. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's why I love that word of blend is that it just is such a better representation of all the buckets of our life and just balancing things out by just blending it, not by like literally (laughs) thinking we have to go each day with a 50 50 balance the scales approach, but to be more of that overall long term, like average, like that that blend is just an average of like most of the time. We're feeling that we have a good amount of time with our kids, a good amount of time with work, but knowing that, like you said, sometimes it's going to be heavier on the workload. Sometimes it's going to be heavier at home and that that's okay, that there's nothing wrong, that we stop feeling like we're doing it wrong if we don't have this amazing 50-50 equation of all the categories. Yeah. And there is no doing it wrong. That, I mean, that's another thing to be clear. I mean, I think yeah. cognitively we can think that, but we are so wired in our brains. You know, our, our brains are pretty much wired by the time we're seven years old. And so we're, we're wired to have these beliefs about ourselves, our beliefs about the world. You know, we grow up and have these life experiences that inform our values. And at the end of the day, there are no rules. there's there's no rules so you can do whatever it is that you want to do and I highly recommend that you discover who you want to be and make your decisions within alignment of that person of your the future version of you because when you do that there there is no there really is no doing it wrong the only limitations that exist or the only you know labels or or the, the box that you're in exists only because you put it there and we don't realize that it's there because it's subconscious that's just part of our again humanness but you're not your brain you're not your wiring and that's about raising our conscious awareness and making choices that serve us instead of falling into this autopilot that our brain is wired to do which it's doing its job it's doing a great job because you're alive i'm alive yay us yeah. but sometimes it's not serving us so we as the person who have brains can then make a new decision. So to me, that's like what we're all about here is self-awareness. And that that's that component of taking time to stop, like stop all the hustle and just pause for a minute and be like, okay, let's define what success is for me as a mom, for our family, like what we want this blend to look like, what feels good to us, like in this season and also permission slip that what you do decide today, what those things are that you want your life to look like may not be the same thing two years from now to be okay with that whole concept of 
blend and like you're saying the the fluid nature of it to change and evolve like with your kids ages and your work schedule and seasons of life like that it's an ever-changing and evolving blend that is just the journey that we think of it more of, of the journey than just this one stagnant thing to figure out a hundred percent and there are seasons. I mean, just think back, you know, I know your audience is, is mostly moms, you know, when your kids were first born, how quickly they changed, right? You'd like figure out a routine or like, okay, this works now. So that would work maybe for 10 days. And then they would grow into something else. And then you're like, well, what's happening now? I have to figure this out, you know, but as they get older, and we kind of experience life, those seasons seem to be a little bit longer, but they still exist. And we still get to treat them as such. But I think you're right. A lot of times we get stuck in how we want things to be because we think they're supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. But there is no supposed to, right? That is, yeah. again, just something that's limiting that comes from, you know, the air that we breathe. It comes from the way we grew up. It comes from what we see on TV. But those aren't actually real. Yeah, yeah. And so I would love because just firsthand experience. This is something I brought up with people just in conversations around and what I hear from every mom, because I'm always like, I feel kind of guilty. I'm like easing into the whole sports thing with my kids. I'm like, Ugh, I don't want that like every single day practice crazy schedule. And I feel like that's so count like culture counterintuitive or whatever, like that everyone is doing that. But I'm always a little hesitant. I'm like, eh, I really don't want to do that. But more and more people are like, yeah, I don't want that either. I don't want that lifestyle. And so it's comforting. And so I I just wanted to share that to be like, if you start having real conversations with people, nobody wants this either. (laughs) Like this idea, like, I don't know why it's all like, that is the normal thing that's been put out there. But if you really get real with people, nobody wants that lifestyle. So just to stop comparing to this anyway, that no one really wants, we don't know how we got (laughs) to this place. Sure. Um, well, I I think that's part of it, too, is that you don't know what other people want, don't want, believe, don't believe, value, don't value. And the best thing that you can do for you and for your kids is to do what's aligned, what feels mm-hmm. good. And as far as, you know, th- there's two things I want to just say here. The, the guilt thing is always a choice, right? Mm-hmm. It's always a choice. You don't have to feel guilty. That is a choice that you are making. So if you're feeling that and you're aware of it, you're noticing it, that's a beautiful moment of curiosity. So interesting. I'm feeling guilty about this. What's that about? And start really digging into that. Well, because when I was a kid, I always wanted to join the soccer team and I couldn't. So now I feel like I need to let my kids do soccer, even though it doesn't feel like something I want to do. So I'm feeling guilty about it. Okay, now we can start working with that because that is a little bit more tangible than I just feel guilty about this thing. Right. So Mm -hmm. digging a little bit and getting curious is really important. And then, you know, the second thing about this comparison stuff, you know, stay in your lane. When you are looking at somebody else's lane, who is in your lane? There's, there's no one in your lane, you know, and, and it's so easy to look to the right and to the left and compare and see what everyone else is doing and how are we measuring up? But that is not actually serving you because what someone else's story is, is definitely not your story. You have your own story. And in order to own that story, you need to stay in your lane. Yes. And I love that. Like, and yeah, I have that duality of like, 
I'm pretty firm and confident that is not the life I want, but it's still that battle. But like, I love that it's more than just that use the words own it, that it's not just like passively kind of being like, okay, I feel like this is what we want to do. We're going to do it. Like just own it. Like you don't need the permission of other people like doing that self-awareness work and then owning it and being okay with like, yep, this is our decision. And I know why I've made this decision and you can move forward with confidence. And so I love, I love just highlighting. I just want that to sink in for you guys that it, it really is owning it. Like do the work, question yourself and then own the choice and move forward with confidence. Yeah, because what other people think of you is none of your business. Yeah. (laughs) So I would love to just end more on, we always are super practical here. So I'd love if we, so we've kind of gone over really the problem of this viewpoint of balance and how it's more of a blend and the self-awareness work. Are there any other practical tips you have for us if we're realizing, yeah, wow, I... (laughs) There's no balance. There's a lot of guilt. Things are crazy, but I want this blend. Any other practical steps for us to go from chaos to feeling more confident in this work-life blend? Oh, 100%. So the thing that is the easiest to do and something you can start today is incorporating what I call breathing breaks. So in your phone, put in four alarms. And when those alarms go off, you are going to stop what you're doing and take a breathing break. And what I mean by this is you are going to do three rounds of a box breath, which is inhale for four, pause for four, exhale for four, pause for four. And you're going to do that three times. I also think it's really helpful if you do this with your hand on your heart. So you remember that you have a body that that exists. You're not living up in your head. Uh, And if you're comfortable to close your eyes or lower your gaze. So three rounds of this box breath four times a day. And if you are at work or if you're a teacher or if you have a schedule that's super strict, then, you know, do it before you get out of your car in the morning, at lunchtime, before you leave your car from the parking lot and one more time before bed, whatever it is. Because what's going to happen is not only are you going to take a moment to feel relaxed reset your nervous system, which is super jacked and activated and in a stress state, because let's be honest, we all are. We just Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning feeling activated. So you have that moment to regulate your nervous system. But what you're doing is you are interrupting your autopilot because Mm -hmm. your autopilot is going to be the thing that is always going to drive you because it's efficient. That's the way your brain works. And nothing changes if you don't interrupt these habits and routines, right? We live 95 to 97% of the time in our subconscious. That actually runs the show. And only 3 to 5% is conscious choices that we're making. That's that's wow. crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, that I is. mean, that, that, is, that is wild. Um, and amazing because your brain does such a good job of creating these habits, routines that we don't have to think about. I mean, think about the steps that need to happen to brush your te- teeth in the morning. All those little micro steps. You don't even think about it yeah. because your brain is so efficient. But when we operate on our subconscious all the time, nothing is ever going to change. Mm -hmm. So these breathing breaks serve these these dual purposes. Like I said, one is you're going to find a way to regulate your nervous system to go back from that stress state to a safety state. But you are also interrupting because then you can be like, huh, that's so interesting. I was just thinking about, you know, X, Y, Z. I was thinking about the bills I need to pay. I was thinking about how I need to take so-and-so to play practice and there's a concert tonight and I was supposed to have 
dinner with a friend, but now it's canceled. I mean, like all of, right. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I was so stressed out. Huh. And you're bringing your awareness to a place of consciousness that you can decide, are these thoughts serving me? Do I want to continue to feel this way or not? And then you get to decide, but you, you have to be in a place to interrupt before you can even make new decisions. So that's always something that's super practical, super easy, and is life-changing, something I still do today. That's awesome. Yeah, I love, love that phrase, interrupting your autopilot, because that that's the whole thing for any, just why all of life, like anything we're not happy with, it's just nothing is going to change because, I mean, hey, go brain that we're just so efficient like that. But you have to interrupt to make any sort of change and to realize you need a change because you're in all those thoughts all the time and it just becomes the norm and you don't even realize how many of those thoughts till you pause. So that's great to insert multiple times in the day to really be like, whoa, chill out thoughts like let's rein it in. So I love that. And I just want to go over a couple things really quick just to recap for you guys listening just to have a few of these real takeaways to let sink in and not forget that we started out with the idea of external validation where this all starts this whole problem with work life balance blend is that we're looking for that external validation we're not feeling like we're doing a good enough job and so to stop that train and bring it in to feel worthy on your own and then you had talked about generational change which I think is so empowering if we look at this whole thing, this whole concept of work-life blend and the example that we're teaching our kids is what we want them to learn and to continue to do better and do better than we do and just keep making those sustainable changes. And so I love the heart of that behind this. So I hope you guys are encouraged by that. And then the idea of just kind of interrupting things and naming the words of how do you want to show up? So here we are, we've, we've identified like, all right, this is not okay. So now it's time to decide what is okay, and to name those. And so I love that journey that you've brought us on and ending with this practical step to get work life blend, you guys, let's get the blend. (laughs) Yes, yes, it's it's great. And once you taste it, you're never going to want to go back. Yes. Well, tell us more, you have a ton of amazing things going on in your world. So Please share how everyone can find you and learn more about what you've got. Sure. So I've got tons of workshops coming up and they're all all the time. So if you go to my website, empowerededucator.com, take a look around, go to the workshops page. Uh, There's a resources page with tons of free resources. And if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, which is at Jen Rafferty underscore and you DM me hashtag empowered, I will send you the free beginners guided meditations, which I made for people who think they suck at meditation, (laughs) people who think that they don't have time for meditation, uh, or people who just have never done it like meditation curious, this is for you. So if you're interested in just dabbling in this a little bit, send me a DM with hashtag empowered and I'll send it your way. Oh, so fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today and just helping us work through this major struggle they were I mean it's a daily thing this whole balance and so replacing that with blend I love it so much thank you oh my pleasure it is a process and you're doing great thanks for having me okay thanks for hanging out today as we have this all-important chat and I hope you're feeling 
encouraged to make the change from creating work-life balance to pursuing work-life blend. And I know that is a powerful shift to realize it's not this perfect, equal, balanced lifestyle that we're pursuing. And as a reminder, as you're trying to figure out all these components and how to create that better blend, I know the dinner time struggle is real. And so I just want to remind you to make that part of your day feel a little more balanced and easier that I've got the meal planning 101 course live on the website. It's a quick 20 minute training with resources to get you on track and meal planning right away in a method that is super simple and easy and designed for you. So head on over to mommadeplans.com slash meal planning 101 and get started. Let's do this.